Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily. I'm Sean McElroy filling in for John today, but now let's look at today's top stories. Toyota wants to keep that title of best-selling car in the U.S., and to do that, the Japanese automaker will offer more versions of the Camry. Bob Carter, senior VP for Toyota and recent guest on AutoLine After Hours, says it will introduce a couple of special editions of the Camry in the spring, and one of them will be a sport hybrid. No other details were released, but we'll make sure you know them as soon as we do. And speaking of hybrids, Kia introduced its refreshed version of the Optima Hybrid for 2014 at the Chicago Auto Show. But not much has really changed other than a few tweaks to the front and rear fascia. It also had the Soul EV to show off in Chicago. We had the details for this electric back in November of last year, but only had photos of a camouflage version. Now we can see it in its full glory and when compared to its gas counterpart, we can see a new set of aerodynamic wheels, slightly different headlights, a new front fascia, and a different grille, which houses the charging port. Kia also says it will have a range of 80 to 100 miles. Now speaking of alternative-powered vehicles, Chevrolet will expand its bi-fueled lineup to most of its heavy-duty trucks. A CNG option will now be available on all Silverado 2500 HD configurations, and Silverado 3500 HD models with single rear wheels. Subaru also had the all-new version of the Legacy to show off as well. The car features an all-new design language, more interior space, and a new infotainment system. It can be powered by either a four- or six-cylinder boxer engine mated to a CVT. The 2015 Legacy hits dealer showrooms this summer. Last year, Nissan announced that its full-size pickup truck, the Titan, will get a Cummins diesel engine. And now the company is considering a diesel for its mid-size truck. Nissan unveiled the Frontier Diesel Runner to gauge customers' reaction to a diesel-powered mid-size truck. It's a 2.8-liter, four-cylinder Cummins diesel, which Nissan says gets 35% better fuel economy compared to the V6 gasoline engine that's currently offered in the Frontier. And speaking of diesels, BMW is adding an oil burner to the long wheelbase version of the 7 Series for the American market. Called the 740LD X-Drive, it's powered by a 3-liter inline 6-cylinder turbo diesel. The car will hit showrooms this spring with a starting price just over $84,000. Mini just put reporters behind the wheel of what it's touting as the new original, but better known as the third generation 2014 Mini hardtop. The exterior still has that distinct mini look, but don't be fooled because this is a totally new car. And the upgrades start under the hardtop hood, where the previous gens have never had a pure BMW powertrain until now. It's a BMW Group engine, so this is uh, being developed and rolled out first in our new mini hardtop, but will actually make its way into the rest of the BMW and future BMW range as well. The car that we have right in front of us here is the Mini Cooper hardtop. This features the new 1.5-liter, three-cylinder twin-power turbo engine. And our Cooper S models, which we've got back there, is a two-liter, four-cylinder twin-power turbo engine. 
This new architecture gives the hardtop not only more room inside the car, but it also comes equipped with a ton of fresh technology, including a heads-up display. There are now soft-touch materials across the cockpit, and Mini Purius, be warned, there's an important IP redesign as well. There are two maybe very um, dominant uh, things we've changed are due to um, ergonomical reasons, and this is putting the um, toggle switches for the windows um, from the center stack into the door, which was also a customer requirement, of course. And uh, also the speedometer um, moves behind the steering wheel, so you can directly look at it. It also gives it a very sporty feeling, so we did it because of ergonomical reasons, but we made the best out of it. So the driver has really got everything in its direct way of looking. The hardtop, which accounts for about 40% of US Mini sales, will be in dealerships this spring. The base Cooper will remain at just under 20,000, while the base S comes in at about 23 and a half. And before we take our break, we need to reveal the winner of our trivia contest. We asked you if you could name Bob Lutz's favorite high school teacher, and the correct answer is Georges-André Chavelez. And the winner we chose at random is Joe Pastor from San Antonio, Texas. Well, congratulations, Joe. We'll be sending you a signed copy of Bob's book, Icons and Idiots. And thanks for all of you who participated. Is Olympic sponsorship a good way for automakers to market their products? That's coming up next. Here's one of the great things about the all-around performance of our Dueler tires. Excellent traction. Do you need a ladder? Yes, I do. Okay. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. Last night was the start of the Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. And on this week's AutoLine, the discussion is all about automakers sponsoring the athletes. But is it worthwhile for car makers to use sponsorship as a way to market their products at the games? Here's what the panel had to say. The research on the sponsorship effectiveness uh, has uh, increased over the uh, 10 to 15 years in the past. Um, uh, it's, it's, it really depends on the, uh, the objectives of the sponsorship. How does a company set their goals? Uh, what do they want to get out of from this uh, sponsorship relationship? Uh, some uh, up and, uh, up, upcoming companies would like to increase the brand awareness to begin with in the, in the new markets. Or some uh, well-known uh, brands uh, would like to enhance loyalty or continue their brand attitudes. So it really depends on the, what type of uh, key uh, uh, objectives you have from the sponsorship. It will, uh, uh, it will, it will uh, make how, how, how do you measure the effectiveness of the sponsorship in terms of uh, return on investment? Yeah, obviously BMW is not a, a fledgling brand that needs brand exposure. What's some of the, the theory behind you getting involved in this? I think it just it adds to our it adds to our image. It really bolsters our image, especially when we're helping to to give back to athletes. It also helps that we activate on all levels. We want to take full advantage of the rights to the rings, whether that's broadcasting opportunities within the games, which we have secured. So you will see that um, coming up, and as well as customer activation, dealer activation. We'll be giving some lucky customers via social media the ability um, to win a chance 
to go down in Park City um, with the sled. So it won't be the two-man because we need a driver and a brakeman, but we'll yeah. take them on. No you know, I mean, that's an experience of a lifetime for some people to bring them out and have them um, in, enjoy that Olympic ride. So I, really, I want to sign up. Really Let works. me tell you, I, I, I truly do. Joining John for that show is Trudy Hardy, the head of marketing at BMW North America, Florian Shattenman, who's in charge of core R&D at Dow, and Dr. Dehi Kwok, a professor at the University of Michigan. And of course, you can watch that entire show right now on our website, autoline.tv. But that's the end of today's show. Thanks for watching and have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.